today's micro show, I want to share a little bit of a head scratcher for me. And it's a head scratcher because it is something that I have talked a lot about, and yet it still remains one of the most popular questions that I get. Anytime I open up for Q&A after I give a keynote or uh, when I get bumped into on the street and someone's like, hey, Chase, so lovely to you know see you, meet you. Can we take a selfie? Great. I got one question for you. It tends to be this question. And before I reveal this question, it's I'm, I'm trying to get into this information today in today's micro show that is in a new way. And uh, to zoom out, the question is, I have so many interests, I don't know what to do. When I listen to this question, I hear it usually coming from a place that is already tied to the outcome. I want to choose the right thing because if I choose the wrong thing, it will waste my time. Or if I choose uh, a thing that doesn't pay quite as well as some other thing that I might otherwise choose, that I will be somehow not optimizing my, my time and my life. I would like to reduce this in today's episode to something we can call the shiny object syndrome. That would be the insidious trap of constantly seeking out the best thing to do, right? Whether that's paying attention to the coolest thing that has just come out, the newest gadget, the latest tool, the cool platform, something that's going to give us an edge in our work or something that might pique our interest. And yet what it's really doing is probably keeping us from doing the work that we need to be doing. Now, my experience in listening to probably thousands of people ask me this question is that I've become attuned to the fact that creators seem to be particularly susceptible to this syndrome because we are wired to explore. We are wired to discover, to experiment and play, which are all powerful um, attributes. And yet we become paralyzed because of these choices. And in the choices, actually, surprisingly or not surprisingly maybe, lies the answer. Doing something is always better than doing nothing. Right? We live in a culture that prizes innovation and encourages us to constantly push the boundaries of what's possible. But when that culture actually has the reversed effect and that it paralyzes us, what are we left with? This shiny object problem arises when things, this urge that we have to push forward becomes an obsession with finding perfect instead of something that will move us forward, some imperfect solution. So rather than seeking the magical transformation, what if we started to focus on some small, lightweight way to continually move ahead? Would our, our life become better? I don't actually know, but today's micro show is a short one in an effort to try and help us break through that. If you find yourself asking these questions, like what is the right perfect thing for me to be doing right now? If you've ever fallen into that, what I would call a trap, today's episode is for you. If you find yourself constantly starting new projects, seeking advice, never finishing something, Let's take a step back today, take a deep breath, and commit to reevaluating your approach and taking action in this coming week. That's the call to action. So in order to, I, I guess, get going, 
the first thing we have to do is identify as one of these people, right? You can either turn this podcast off, say, nope, doesn't have anything to do with me, never had this, never experienced it. Or you can actually acknowledge that you might have either a dormant case or maybe a massive case of shiny object syndrome. We, you know, let's face it, we all have this little voice in our heads and sometimes it's kind, sometimes it's not so kind, and sometimes it adds confusion to us, right? It tells us to chase the next shiny object, those tech gadgets that I spoke about earlier, a fashion piece, some new hobby, or something that's going to magically catapult us forward. But instead of fighting it, let's acknowledge it. Let's embrace this shiny object syndrome and then decide that since we have it, we actually know now what to do. We're going to go back to this podcast and we're going to ask ourselves a handful of questions. Is this shiny object syndrome helping me? Is it serving my greater goal? Is this an asset in this case right now? Or is this a distraction? And could I move forward without it? If the shiny thing is not truly aligned, let's call a spade a spade, right? Let's call it a distraction. And let's decide that we are either going to indulge that distraction or we're going to get back to work on the thing that we know matters most. Because if it actually is something we want in life, maybe it's not an indulgent. Maybe this is some form of procrastination to us actually doing the hard shit. And this is where your awareness, your personal self-awareness is going to be key. You can't on one hand say, never make any progress. I'm always stuck. I struggle to move forward and then spend time doing all kinds of stuff except the things that you need to be doing to make your dreams come true. Again, if this feels like you, let's look at this more closely. Why are you avoiding? What can you do to tackle these fears? And how can you get started this week, today? I say prioritize and focus. And you're like, yeah, Chase, that's... What I'm always asking you every time I bump you on the street or see you after a keynote. And look, I get it. In a society that champions multitasking, it's easy to get lost in a sea of projects and lose sight on what's truly strategic. You know, our overloaded schedules often leave us feeling frazzled, unproductive, distraught. But what if we flipped the script? And what if we prioritized our projects? Even if the list wasn't the perfect list, what if we attempted to make a prioritize stacked rank lists of the things that we have on our field of view based on your perceived strategic value today. You've got 10 things you want to do. What's the most valuable and how can you attack it? Because it's in the attacking, in this prioritization exercise, this focus exercise, where you decide the thing to tackle that you will either understand that this actually is valuable and make progress on it, or in the doing, you will recognize that, boy, this is the wrong thing. How can you take a step back, evaluate a project with a critical eye, hone in on something that will move the needle and take action? Now, right now, you you can say, Chase, I'm about to fall into the same trap, right? I can't actually choose. I'm a person who's paralyzed by it. Okay, that's fair. If you have made an actual earnest effort to weigh and prioritize your ideas and you're still stuck, then at some point, you're going to have to do the following. Are you ready? You're going to have to actually pick something and take action. If these things are created equal, then there should be no issues with picking one and moving it forward. 
It doesn't mean you don't want to do the others. It's just not now. Remember, life is long. This is a long game. What's most important is that you take some action, that you do something instead of nothing. So I'm going to imagine that you've chosen something to move forward with. Whether this is you're going to write the book or you're going to submit a series of short stories or you're going to get a manuscript in front of your editor who's going to pitch it to a large publisher or you're going to ship that product idea to your boss. Whatever you decide to do, whatever this action set of actions you are committing to yourself to take, here's how you get started. Take an item, set a goal, and break down the steps in order to get there. Deconstruct what it will take for a positive outcome. Now, as creatives, we often have tons of ideas swirling in our head that we want to bring to life. But it's only through a set of clear goals, or as Picasso said, we only get there by way of a plan. It's only through this work, this work of planning, setting goals, and actually uh, embracing the process of taking action against these goals that we can become successful. And look, it's real that if you don't have goals, these ideas can quickly become overwhelming if you don't break them down to a set of small steps. Where people go wrong is that they try and get the steps perfect rather than some fuzzy way of getting started because it's in the doing, it's in the getting started that you actually will understand if you're doing the things in the right order or in the right way. You cannot decide this stuff from the couch. It's all about action over intellect. By setting goals for each project, breaking these projects down into small steps and attacking them one at a time, this is how we become aware of what we need to do, what we need to do to get where we want to go, and how to stay focused and motivated through the process. When setting goals for a project, it's also important to remember the long-term vision as well as these short-term objectives. Are the things that I'm doing laddering up to the thing that I want to be or become? Start with the big picture, break it down to a series of smaller steps, achievable milestones, go to work on those milestones. And it's in the doing of those small milestones that you can pause every little bit here, take a beat, acknowledge does the thing that I'm working on now ladder up to the big goal that I have? And yes, should always be the answer. Here's a couple quick reminders. Don't ever forget to identify your why. Understanding why you've chosen to do something is every bit as important as knowing what. Because it's when you know your why and things get hard that you will be able to have the guts to keep going. This will help it when your motivation wavers understanding your why. If you're not familiar with this concept, check out Simon Sinek, Know Your Why. I've got all kinds of podcasts on it and I, I talked about it at length in Creative Calling. Identify your why. Another quick step, give yourself some deadlines. Setting self-imposed deadlines, whether this is a word count or a number of hours to spend on something or delivering V1 of something by X date or X evening or X hour or X time today to your boss, your friend, your peer, your co-conspirator. Deadlines are valuable because they hold us accountable. And what if you had a loose set of action steps, not some multi-dimensional Asana project with 48 steps? What if you broke down the things that you needed to get done into a handful of manageable chunks so that you could 
mitigate that overwhelm feeling that you've been saddled with in the past. Again, these three sort of basic things, identifying your why, setting deadlines, and, and breaking down steps into chunks, these ought to be enough to keep you going. By getting clear on your goals and breaking them down into achievable tasks, this is how we cultivate the focus and discipline that we need to stay moving forward. You won't always feel productive. How you spend your time is not always optimized. This is a human experience. This is, you are not a machine. You are not a robot. This is not an assembly line. So it doesn't matter if you're a writer, a filmmaker, a photographer, take time, establish some goals, map out steps and get to work. It is this simple framework that will get you going. Again, I will reference my book, Creative Calling, as a great guide for this using the idea framework, right? I-D-E-A, imagine what you want, design a plan, execute that plan, and then remind yourself and others about what it is you're doing. I-D-E-A, this is a framework for any creative project. Now I'm going to ask you to rethink this old quality quantity debate. In today's fast-paced world, it's all too easy to fall into the trap of prioritizing quantity over quality, right? Or doing so many things at once, trying to deliver on them all that you actually end up delivering nothing or the stuff that you do deliver flat out sucks. So today's episode, I'm just going to ask you to stop for a moment, rethink your approach. What if you found the opposite to be true? What if you found that prioritizing quality could be a way through? I love a quality product, right? Quality should often be our top priority, regardless of whatever field we're in. In fact, when we focus on quality, the reality is that we often end up producing pretty good stuff. And yet, you know the adage, that old uh, apocryphal story of the, of the ceramics teacher who judged her students by the amount of work that they did rather than, you know, she split the class in, into two, half was judged on quality, half was judged on quantity. Even though I'm asking you to judge yourself on quality, to make a quality product, the reality is that you get to quality by making a fair volume of stuff. My ask is that you do not bind yourself to quality such that you stop moving forward. A prototype is worth a thousand meetings. The V1 of a manuscript is the best way to get to the final. Remember, it's not about just doing more endlessly on a hamster wheel. It's also about doing better. And it is in doing that we get better. Instead of seeking out the next shiny object, try setting specific goals, commit to seeing them through to completion. And by doing so, you will not only improve your productivity, you will also improve your creativity. You will improve the fact that you made a promise to yourself and you fulfilled that promise. You will develop a stronger sense of purpose and a vision in getting things done. A couple more things along the way. I highly recommend that you take action to block out distraction. Distractions on our time are the bane of forward progress, of productivity. They're the, the bane of getting in flow states, right? Especially when it comes to tackling those projects that we are so emotionally tied to, right? But don't worry, with a little bit of effort, creating things like a dedicated space, creating a schedule with dedicated time, creating a commitment to yourself, 
will help you stay focused and crush these goals, right? Whether this is a separate room or a couple hours a day or a corner of your living space, the idea of finding time and space, investing in protecting those things. I don't care if it's noise canceling headphones or, you know, a workshop in your basement by intentionally creating emotional space, mental space, physical space designed to do the things you want to do, you will be able, you will be more able rather to maximize your output and achieve things faster. Take a hot minute, understand what distracts you and make a plan for mitigating those distractions. And along the way, where would we be if we didn't celebrate small victories, right? The other day I was, um, I had achieved a milestone in the book that I'm working on. Um, we had received a, an approval of sorts from the publisher on the work and I didn't even take 90 seconds on the backside of receiving this information after the phone call with the publisher where she said, yeah, cool, you know, charge forward. I didn't even say, cool, nice job team. When we hung up with the publisher, we started just deciding what our next list of things did. I just didn't even take a beat. And thankfully, you know, my wife, Kate, she nudged me. She's like, nice job. Congratulations. We, you know, you got the next step. You got... You know, you check the box and we're in a new stage of development in the book. Because you see, in the pursuit of our dreams and our goals, it's really easy to get bogged down by the enormity of the task at hand. I'm using, for example, a book, which is thousands of hours of work. And we all, I'm especially, especially guilty, we all often focus on the finish line and forget the journey that takes us there. So it's important to remember what you can do to celebrate small victories along the way. We're so bad, generally speaking, especially hard-charging creators. We're, we're bad at this, right? This is why I probably talk so much about it on the shows because maybe this is a thing I need to do. So maybe this episode's for me. But the reality is I think there are a lot of you out there who are like me, right? Let's speak this stuff into existence. Whether it's finishing the next chapter in your book, as it was for me, or landing a big client or hitting a personal best at the gym, small achievements, there, there's value in celebrating them. There are a number of ways to amplify the joy of a job well done. And whatever yours is, embrace it. And if you do not have one, seek something. It doesn't need to be a massive achievement. And you don't have to throw a party for you know, writing for 30 minutes, uh, a set of morning pages, but by acknowledging, expressing things you're proud of, you can keep yourself motivated, feel yourself, your confidence, your team's desire to keep going forward, whatever it is. Don't wait to the end to reward yourself for your accomplishments. It's in the process. It's loving, learning to love the process that will make the products better and the victory is sweeter along the way. Now, for all of us, having an arsenal of ideas is valuable, right? We're often, as creators, paid for our brain, our the idea machine between our ears. But having a whole array of ideas can also be a downfall if you find yourself getting overly excited by everything. Shiny object syndrome is real, right? So my hope is that today's episode, if you are someone who's come up to me after a keynote who has written in or texted as a part of our text community about how there's so many things I want to do, 
there are a number of methods to combat this. There are a number of strategies that I've shared in today's show, starting with acknowledging your, your, your syndrome, right? The shiny object syndrome and acknowledging your work habits, not celebrating wins. If you can reverse some of these things and take to heart some of what I've shared in today's show, it's my belief that you can move forward. So this week in particular, I have a challenge for you. What is it that you can get done? If you are a person who suffers from shiny object syndrome, what can you do this week to complete a thing? Call something good, ship it, stamp it, and move on. I don't care if it's the right thing, but just do a thing. Focus on it and finish it. This is the formula that builds momentum. I'm looking forward to hearing your stories of success. And if you struggle, those two. Until next time, get to work. All right. Hey, before you go, thanks so much for listening. And if you got value from this show, chances are your community will too, right? In the particular lies the universal. Please share this link to the show with a friend or mention the show on social. That is a huge benefit for us in hopefully in exchange for providing value to you. I want you to know that I really appreciate your time, the attention, anything that you give to the show and the questions that you ask our guests either on social media or through my text community. All of that is pure gold. This community, like any community, is a testament to that old phrase, a rising tide floats all boats. And by elevating one another, by sharing and resharing this show, the tidbits that you learn and the experiences you take away, all of that has a collective, massive positive impact on the world. So just a quick thank you. I appreciate all the effort you put into sharing this show. All right, that's a wrap. Let's put today's episode into practice and get back to growing together. Together.